write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know that was great sounds. Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you're a better introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we're going to jump in to the DeLorean. We're going to throw it to 88 miles an hour and we're going to go back in time i want to take you to a place i believe it was in the ninth square out of a moving vehicle jumped a human being in scrubs with a keyboard and a trash can and it was from that moment that i knew this is a person i needed to have a conversation with there has never been a musical challenge that I have seen this person walk away from. And there's also never been a musical challenge that I have not seen this person with a smile on their face, even though it's probably torture. For that and for that alone, we should put our hands together. But also the caliber of human being that this person is. It's fantastic. When I went down with a back injury, she organized one of those meal trains so that I could be fed. And my children could be fed, even though I could not leave my bed. And for that, I am forever, ever thankful. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the fantastic, the amazing, and just an all right, down and out, incredibly human being, Sarah Dunn. <laughs> my face is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, as it should be, as it should be. Oh my goodness. Scrubs and trash can, please break that down to me. I want to say, make up a story that involves a shark attack that required a piano. And... Uh, a shark attack was in this. Okay, please continue the story. So after, as the shark was chasing us down on mm -hmm. State Street, um, I think uh, Easy and I met at the Rock Lottery. Okay. Um, and so that night I was playing, amongst other things, the keyboard and the trash can. Gotcha. So... <laughs> Haven can do that to you, so it makes sense. Okay. Oh, you have no idea. That's so much fun. I don't know if you're familiar with that um, New Haven staple, Preston. Oh, yeah. I've been... Uh a couple lotteries and it's <laughs> you see unique characters such as sharks and lions sometimes bears you know new haven oh my new haven can surprise you <laughs> really can. otters depending where you are yep mm -hmm. yeah otters, so horses horses yep easy could have lied about the whole thing i could have believed them so that's, that's oh, yeah, the craziest no thing <laughs> yeah why would oh, any yeah. of this be a lie <laughs> that, that's what makes the show so great that's why that's why i want to hear more about this <laughs> But see, what, what what's super, super interesting is when you have something like the Rock Lottery that really challenge and brings people in as community, um, you get to see all walks of life. And I think that that is amazingly fantastic. And then you get to see some people who are starting to take that second chapter and really run with that. You know, we, we are told forever, ever, ever that we only have one shot in this world. But it's really when you're sitting there and you're writing your story and you're continuing to write your story and it evolves – that's when you can find your true happiness. Now, I know that you've been on this incredible journey and you've been rather open with it. And just to tell you, you can share as much or as little as your journey as you want with the show. 
Um, but I have to say that as someone who has been watching this journey, I, it's something that has been absolutely amazing to watch, whether it be the violin or the, weren't you playing a brass instrument the other day? You know, the saxophone now too, playing guitar, playing bass, writing lyrics, singing, doing harmonies, you know, rock and leather. Like what, what is the, this journey and how did you, someone that came from the South, wind up in the North to play? not only punk rock music but folk music and all other types of music as well how did that happen oh um thank you um yeah so i was i was actually born in illinois but i was raised in georgia um for mm -hmm. the vast majority of my life and so I, I do talk a little bit funny sometimes and um i got married young in the South and moved to California, Los Angeles for grad school. And then he got the job at Yale. And when Yale calls, you come. And that's what brought us to Connecticut. And um, I've really never felt so at home until I came to New Hay County. I was really surprised because I do not like snow. It is actually terrifying to me. Um, <laughs> I learned there's a word for it called chinophobia. Mm -hmm. where you are afraid of snow, um, thanks to my therapist. <laughs> and so um, as I've been kind of working through that, music has been a really great way to talk back into um, have a medium that gives you permission to be very vulnerable and to um, overshare without being annoying as much as you might otherwise be. <laughs> and so, um, so that's how I kind of got into the singer-songwriter um, chapter of life, but also that... Um, I have unfortunately an overabundance of confidence and enthusiasm. And so I find myself saying things like, how hard can it be to play the saxophone? It is actually very hard. <laughs> I borrowed that thing. I had it for three weeks. I learned to play five notes and the band built the whole song around it so that I could play those five notes for Rock Lottery this year. But we right. won, which is speaks to like the, the testament of what humans I got to work with this year. Um, but yeah, just uh, how hard can it be to do a thing? And sometimes it is a lot harder than you expect, but that's a growth opportunity. And then sometimes it is actually very easy. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> like how hard can it be? And so the easy part has been meeting other people through music in New Haven and uh, building a community that way of really cool people who give you the permission to be as weird as possible and see what comes out. And sometimes you cringe and that's just as good as, as grinning at the end. And so it's been really great. I have really found um, a really welcoming place mm -hmm. in, in this town to just be as weird as possible. Well, see, that's one of the one of the, the most interesting things about New Haven. And one of the things about New Haven that I, I don't think a lot of people really, truly understand is there's so much diversity here in New Haven. You can be as weird as possible, no matter what your, your melanin count is, no matter how, you know, how rich or how broke you are, you know, you have there's a place here for you to be yourself. Um, and there's a place here for you to figure out who in the heck that person that self is. Um, and it's just a, it's an amazing, amazing journey. Now, you've also in this journey had the opportunity to work with some phenomenal musicians. Um, your first EP was recorded with uh, the amazing Stephen Peter Rogers. Um, and now your second release is going to be as well. Is this an EP as well or is this a full length? 
we did full length this time. Right. So um, I had like a couple hiccups starting this project because um, it was the pandemic. Also, mm. musicians are, you know, everyone has their own schedule, their own life. We're maybe a little flaky. And so finding my footing with how to just do something and maybe outside of the traditional do it through a band, but just do it by yourself allowed me as a single parent to, mm. um, to kind of kind of uh, make a schedule for these things. And Steve has been absolutely wonderful because um, he's he's flexible, he's understanding. He gives a lot of very warm feedback. It's kind of like working with the um, the happy trees guy of music. Who's that guy? Um, Bob Ross. Bob Ross, he's the Bob Ross of music that he'll just warm and fuzz you straight through. And, um, and it was really nice to do the EP together and um, and so being able to redo a lot of those songs and then have the new ones recorded with Steve has been um, really edifying and encouraging. And um, yeah, that like, you know, sometimes you just, or you're exhausted or you cry and he's like, no problem. Let's just keep doing the thing. And you have bad days or you're grouchy. He's like, no problem. Just happy trees, man. Let's make it into a happy tree. <laughs> Listen, that's, yeah. that's, that's incredible. And, and also with all the experience that Steve has, you know, everyone, obviously he's been on the show a couple of times, you know, not only that, but we, we know of mighty purple, we know of, you know, the, the amazingness that he did put, pulling a community together with the space and the, the, the space ball room. Um, and we love to see how his legacy is continuing on um, over and over. And now that he's, you know, in the Rogers estate, he now has, you know, a recording bunker, I think is absolutely amazing. And the fact that it's parked next to like 17 of his trains um, mm -hmm. really just shows you the, the incredible human being he, he is. I mean, I have um, one of his fairy houses. It's all done through music mm -hmm. um, sitting outside my front, my front step because it's so super important. Um, you know, the people know the energy you're going to walk into in this house just from jump. Um now, how did you wind up working with Steve Rogers? For for those that are sitting there, going, okay, great, this guy's awesome, but like, how do we get in touch with him? Because you know, maybe I want, maybe there is something. There's that other single parent sitting at home, not realizing that this next chapter of life is an artistic one, and maybe they have like a poetry album they want to release or something. How did you connect with Steve Rogers? Uh, my friend Casey Cowell actually introduced us, um, which was really great. I think, especially. As a woman, you have to be really careful. I, I know you said that there's a lot of understanding and there's a lot of um, welcome, but there are still, I mean, back to the sharks, there's a few sharks still in the water and you have mm -hmm. to be careful. And when someone's saying like, hey, Sarah, go to this man's house, we will go through his house, down the stairs, all the way past the trains to the back <laughs> where no one can hear you scream. There yeah. has to be some trust in that network and that community. And that um, I realized as I'm recommending him to other people, like he recorded with Grace Yukich and with uh, mm -hmm. Dust Double Heart. And when I'm telling other women, like, yes, it's safe to go into this man's basement with him. <laughs> you know, there's a whole, a whole opportunity there to kind of have that network and that trust mm -hmm. um, because it can sometimes be difficult and there can be layers of trust. And sometimes you find yourself in situations where you're like, okay, well, um, you know, back away slowly. <laughs> so uh, I've really appreciated that he is very welcoming, especially to women. And he's on stephenpeterrogers.com and his Facebook. He responds very quickly to messages. He's very communicative. So you can't, you can't miss him if you're looking for him.
<laughs> so it wasn't scary walking down to the basement you're, pretty, you're trying to say it was actually wonderful because okay. it was like walking through narnia you walk past like his pet bunny and a gecko his wife yeah. will maybe offer you coffee you go down okay. the stairs past the trains and the workshop it is like it's a little magical all right all right, all right. definitely yeah. definitely all right cool <laughs> now have, like, have you been to the fairy garden yet though i have and i've seen the ducks and the chickens okay good Good. And I want to make sure. Enthusiast, so we had to like talk chickens. Yeah. <laughs> now that that's that's another thing that I think is absolutely amazing, and and something that I've really only come to terms with since being in Connecticut and and being in New Haven. Um, y'all have chickens for fun. Like I have chicken for dinner. Um, I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> how how does one go about becoming a chicken enthusiast? And but why? <laughs> So much like a person would have a parrot or a parakeet or something like that, you know, you, you can own chickens and you never know how much you can love a chicken until you have a pet chicken. Um, I had a friend who was moving and she couldn't take her chickens with her. And she was like, would you pick my chickens? And I texted a few friends saying, would this be absolutely crazy if I took on yet another pet and responsibility? And they're like, yes, this is absolutely crazy. So I said, yes. And the chickens arrived and I'm obsessed with them. I spent the summer building like a bigger like enclosure for them to have a chicken palace. It's now Cluckingham Palace. And, <laughs> but you never know how snuggly they are. And they just like their little noises. So you'll have to both come over and snuggle these chickens. You just haven't lived until you've tried it. I, I have actually been, no, I was at your, your neighbor's house with different chickens. They were mm -hmm. not your chickens. They were other chickens. Uh, so yeah, so no, I'll definitely have to come and 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 meet and meet the chicken chicken brigade. Crystal um, is like, I will never snuggle a chicken. Like, right now. Like, his lips are cursed. He's like, all y'all are crazy. <laughs> You're right, but it's also wonderful. <laughs> Teach his own. You know, I'm not gonna. Ain't gonna doubt the experience. I'm not gonna say anything rude or anything. You know, teach his own. The magical experience of chicken. The magical yeah. experience of chicken. You also have to catch the chicken. I mean, if, if you go back through all of, uh, you know, pop culture and different things like that, I, I mean, Rocky used to have to chase the chickens to work on his hand-eye coordination. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, it could be a workout thing for, for you, P. I'm just, just saying, you know, it, it takes all kinds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Preston, if you're ever training to be a boxer, come to my house. You can chase my chickens. Did you have the same mental challenge learning the piano at three years old? Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, so my parents, um, you know, they're from a very rural part of, of the country. They're from southern Illinois, which in mm. many ways is more southern than the south. Right. Um, and, sense. yeah, it's, it was very, like, they maybe had 2,000 people. My parents knew each other their whole lives. My grandparents knew each other their whole lives. Like it's very wow. insular. And um, there's a lot of poverty in that place. And um, learning piano or giving your kids piano lessons was quite like the, the upper class thing to do. And so when I turned three, my mom stuck me on that piano. Um, and it was, you know, really um, a statement for them about like culture and values about mm -hmm. investing in these music lessons right. um, for their bright upcoming girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. And then um, I really wanted to play violin. And so I would take right. um, shoe boxes and like rubber bands and I would build like craft violins in my room. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And That's like really awesome. rulers and like make the mm. bow. And um, my mom let me when I was nine finally switch to violin, um, mm. which I really loved. And so she got me a real violin when I turned nine. And um, yeah, my poor parents sitting through the, the you know, they just, that must be love. You know, that's what it's like to love your kid is when they're like, oh, and now I have kids my own and, and my youngest is learning the clarinet. And um, yeah, I get it. It's like, it's, I'm afraid that someone's going to call animal control, that there's like a howling <laughs> creature sound. Now, I respect the fact that you build your own violin. Now, you were you learning how to read the music at the same time? Just building it, like how... I'm I'm just trying to just to get just to get everything in my head just to visualize it a little bit. Oh, you know, so like nerd. how many strings did you put on it on the instrument? You know, when you build it yourself, that yeah. So but, you, know, you see pictures and you try to you try yeah. to build it yourself. So, but yeah, a lot of the music that you learn to read mm -hmm. playing piano easily translates to violin. Mm -hmm. Just that right. treble clef situation, unlike other instruments like uh, like the saxophone, which everything's transposed. <laughs> and I got like four YouTube videos into how to play the saxophone before I learned that part. And I was like, I wouldn't have started if I'd known this was the next part of it. Mm. It's so hard. So all y'all read instrument people just have nothing but my respect. I have mine too, definitely. Respect. I have Easy's respect too because he does he does it with his guitar. So it's 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 crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I think is so super interesting because like for me. I don't consider myself like a phenomenal musician. I can just play anything that you put me put in front of me. Um, and it's not, and I'm not going to be able to play a song. Like you're not going to recognize it, but it'll be a piece of music and you know, you'll, you're going to vibe to it. I don't know where it comes yeah. from. You know, I, I remember, you know, one of the latest um, SP practices um, I started picking up the piano and, and started playing some chords over some of the stuff that we're doing just to add some extra texture. Um, and you know, I was like, okay, John, uh, for this song, I'm going to do the uh, the F and 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 the C. And that's what I'm going to do. He's like, yeah, but this is in the D minor. So uh, I was like, yeah, but if you stay that, you're playing the seventh. So obviously all those notes are, are still there. He's like, yeah, you, you wanna, you're you right. It doesn't make sense, but it totally makes sense. So we're just going to pretend. I was like, yeah, no, I got that from shapes. I knew my hand was going to look like this uh -huh. and like this. And that's what uh -huh. I knew. Uh, mm -hmm. And those are the two chords I was going to play. Uh, for that time and he's like okay uh, that works you know I have no problem playing that the wrong note because sometimes the wrong note is the right note I am a student of the monk um, you know and I, I, I believe wholeheartedly in everything that he did um, and in the madness that made him so awesome <laughs> how do you weather this gross it because this is a gross industry to begin with. Like when you're dealing with the music industry, it's gross. It's even grosser when you are a woman dealing with the music industry. And I do apologize for that. Um, or at least I try to apologize as much as humanly possible. But you also are able to maintain this incredible positivity. In some points in time, um, even when I am at the point of like, I'm done, I can look over and kind of cipher some of that positive energy from you. And I hope you know that I do that sometimes. Um, oh, I do that from yeah. you too, actually, because I'm I'm not always a perky turkey. And so <laughs> just sometimes you have a day you're just grumpy or you feel fed up or you're like, that did not go how I wanted it to. I just want to be in a bad mood. And then right. you'll be like just opening a box with a t-shirt in it. And I'm like, this is the world <laughs> I want to live in where I'm sharing this joy with you. 
Well, that's, yeah, and that's, that's a lot of the fun that, that, you know, needs to be out there. That's one of the things that, especially when the pandemic hit, you know, you know, being someone who loves to entertain and, and to perform as much as I did, I had, I had no idea what I was going to do and how I was going to maintain my own personal sanity. Um, And then I was like, oh, let's do some challenges. And I know that like for a while I was challenged, like I was calling people out on Facebook being like, okay, I just did this cover of this song acoustically. Here it is. Now I'm challenging you to do this song. They'd be like, I've never heard this song before. I was like, that's great. That's That's, that's what I want you to do. Play it. And in fact, don't listen to it. Here's just the chords and, and, you know, just have fun. And, you know, but now you've got to tag somebody else and, and, you know, where you Mm -hmm. have to have this, this, this amount of fun, Mm -hmm. especially during those, those super, those super dark times. And, you know, with, with some people who have like the seasonal depression and stuff like that, that the pandemic hit real, real hard. Um, that's and where we began on W the NHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues. Continue, man. No, this is actually when, when the show began, which is awesome as well. Um, but really, you know, as you are continuing to grow and build, um, you're taking back layers of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's that beautiful onion process. Um, what made you decide to be so open with your struggle and what you go through um, and being able to put that into the music that you put out there? Because there's a lot of people who are still kind of scared of those big feelings. And mm-hmm. here you are living those big feelings. I, I still remember, and I get a tear in my eye when I think about that amazing video you did with Elle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so what is it like to really embrace those, those moments of vulnerability, especially in a world that tells me, a cis white male, mm-hmm. you know, that vulnerability is bad. I can only imagine what it's going to tell, you know, you. Well, I mean, I, I always like to remind everybody that the patriarchy hurts men too. And quite honestly, I'm a, I'm a therapist in my, my day job. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, and I work in healthcare. So I worked in nursing homes all throughout the pandemic and um, the massive amounts of life that we we lost um, during that time is, is still very difficult, but something I often work with, with um, men in particular who have health issues or changes in their body or physical ability um, is about kind of that vulnerability and the acceptance of help. And um, personally, I have trouble half doing anything. I either am way too enthusiastic or I don't do it at all. And so when it came to just putting it all out there, I, I have only one speed and that's just to throw it all, throw it all out. And so, but I also, um, I kind of started feeling this way, you know, not everybody is going to be your audience. Not everybody is going to be your people. And I've really landed in with some really lovely Care Bear. I call them the Care Bear musicians, you know, like Easy and Zach Anderson, Grace Yukich, um, Seth Adam, like all these folks are just like Care Bears of, of humanity. And, you know, I'm not going to be playing shows with certain folks because maybe we just don't have much in common or we don't cross paths. And that's totally okay because I don't have aspirations for anything. I do music for myself. And if you also happen to enjoy it, I'm really glad for that. And um, I know for myself and my own experiences with depression and as a person who is a um, loud advocate that if you need an antidepressant, put that down the hatch. Um, I took my hundred milligrams of Zoloft today, and I hope you did too, if that's what's prescribed to you. 
and um and and kind of working through um what it feels like to be depressed as you go through um daily experiences i have a song on my coming album about seasonal affective disorder and how i you know i'm doing my routines of feeding my chickens checking on the cats in the morning making my kids lunches and how i still often i'm carrying like this heaviness in my body and sadness um and that's not a good or a bad thing it's just how i am having that day and why not take that to be able to sing about that in addition to anything else i sing about and you like a magnet you'll you'll connect with your folks and mm -hmm. you know it's just an opportunity to really appreciate them it's like oh you feel this way too <laughs> well first of all yes and <laughs> second of all it, it's it's so interesting because we've had this conversation with a lot of uh, musicians and different things like that but i just realized we have the perfect opportunity you know you're going about it from a creative brain but you're also going about it from a therapeutic brain as well mm. um so you you have this opportunity to to step into it where others might not have that that type of uh clue did you do that naturally or was that something you're like hey i could totally write about things and feelings and use terms <laughs> that are in the dsm and i can stand out upon myself because if it's a marketing ploy i respect it too but i just need to know it never occurred to me to have it be a marketing ploy because um while i am a therapist i'm not y'all's therapist right. and <laughs> and i and i already um am a little bit subject to um like the party where like someone's like oh you're a therapist and next thing you know you're in the kitchen and they're telling you all their problems and i'm like i need your billing information please <laughs> i'm not mad at or that like, i'm not like, mad at that at all mm -mm. and i'm like or just you know have, have you have you thought about i always say have you thought about bring up with him that's my favorite go-to it's like so you just spent 30 minutes telling me what a dog this dude is. Have you <laughs> but I do think that um having that I spend my days quietly, you know, I'm mostly mm -hmm. quiet all day long listening to other people talk about their vulner vulnerabilities and experiences. And I've really had the privilege of um in return personally growing from other people's openness. And um, and knowing such wonderful people, I've I've I don't think I've ever really disliked someone I've gotten to work with as a client or a patient. And so, oh, there's one guy because I used to work in a prison. But anyway, <laughs> look, it happens, oh. you know. <laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah, that was that was a tough situation that one. But ever, yeah, it gets such like inspiration from people choosing to be open and talk about. The things they're thinking and feeling and changes they want to make in their lives and i think that's really special to get to see people notice something they wish was different and then do something about it and i think going back to my very beginning that i noticed i need music in my life what am i going to do about it um and sometimes you just have to make big loud noisy mistakes <laughs> if you don't cringe listening back to what you did a year ago then you're not improving and mm. You I like should, that. Absolutely. I just, like that a lot. Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. so glad I got better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, that, that's been one of the most incredible things um, that we have seen with, uh, you know, the, the slow but steady uh, re re release process of the Shame Penguin record mm -hmm. is those first couple songs we don't like very much anymore. And we oh. don't want to. We're so glad we didn't release them into the public because we were not good. Um, that. that 
it was it was like no we could play this so much better um and now when we've taken some time and and road tested the songs like for me road testing is is the most important thing you know i would much rather play a song live 150 times before even taking it into the studio um than anything else because i can see what words are going to you know uh evoke an emotion from the audience or how we deliver it you know for me i'm a theatrical performer are you that is true i will back him up <laughs> on that one that man will do a backflip jump up and down i know i know that You're like man the will give you a show card that man yes. will make he's the most interactive man ever when it comes yes. to performing. I will give him that. Oh my gosh. I he's turning red and laughing because he knows it's true. He will break his back for you. Literally. Uh, literally. 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 Well, look, man, you know, Valhalla, that's how I get to Valhalla. Like, let's be real. You know, me me passing away on stage during a performance. Okay, I don't want to talk Valhalla. about that because that's never gonna happen. <laughs> That, that's absolutely no. never gonna. We're never gonna talk about that. I, that's yes. You, 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 and AJ have the same have the same stance on that. I'm immortal, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but, but see that that's what's what's so super super interesting is there are some artists out there, and it blows me away mm. that they'll write and record on the same day, mm -hmm. um, and they just kick awesome. with that like that first that first imprint. I can't see myself do that, but man, I respect the heck out of somebody that can. What is your writing to recording process like? Um, I used to more often than not like write and then record. Um, but then as I've grown, I do prefer to road test as well to see what feels good because um, I have kind of, done like the this is my diary style of music to like how am I sharing a feeling with people and a story and the best way to embrace that and also just how I feel playing a song and for other people um if you're close to me you have suffered through the hey I just wrote a song sit down don't say anything just watch me play I just need to see how I feel in front of you and people are like right. <laughs> well I'm like just sit while I'm gonna play a song and see how it feels and don't say anything at the end <laughs> And so I have to see how I feel with the song because once it's once it's you know made its mark on the on the record, you know, there's like a, a permanence to that, um, like a, a framework that you right. you move forward with. See, I, I think that's so interesting. And I can't wait for one of those days when you're like, here, sit and listen to this. Because I, I look at that as the opportunity to now bring the weird for that as well. It's like, okay, okay. she wants to see what this is. So I'm gonna turn upside down and sit like Mork from Mork and Mindy and see if she breaks character. While okay. while performing this, and that's how I'm gonna know it's a good song and something like that. You know, give something out of the ordinary. I'll pretend I'm taking a nap. You know, what I'm saying like just with my sweatshirt and just you know just to give that phone. other. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. That <laughs> when when it comes down to art, I feel that's like one of the most like disrespectful things mm. um, to do. And and if you see me doing it at a show, that probably means I'm extremely bored by the. But by the act that's going on there, and I probably should go outside because I don't ever want to be respectful, disrespectful to anybody who is doing it. It's one of the hardest things you can do out there is to perform, and it is so super important that everybody who is there, whether you're just there to grab a beer or you're there to visit your friends, pay at least give the act two songs. Give the act two 
songs. I haven't won you over in two songs. That's their fault. They need to be better. Um, you know, but give the act two songs. If you can't give them two songs, go outside. That's all I ask. I have to ask, honestly say, like, is any people are just so brave when they get up on stage to do a mm-hmm. song. I can't imagine not wanting to watch through just to be like, I'm really proud of you. I think that's also my soccer mom energy that I'm just like, yes, go, you've got this. You could do it. Like, keep going. <laughs> Live your dream on the stage, man, or chick or whoever. Yeah, I just want to encourage them and like make them stand, which even if they're terrible, because like what's terrible to me is not to anyone else. Speaking of reactions. Well, see, and, oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Dave, give me one second and then, and yeah. then you can jump right in there. Take as many times as you need. Um, but that, that's what I thought was so super, super awesomely interesting. What I love so much about the New Haven community is how family friendly it really is. Yeah. I remember being at the State House, standing behind the bar for one of the nights that I was bartending there, and I got to see Josh from OK Company watch mm-hmm. his son play mm-hmm. a solo you know, live on that stage. And, you know, to me, the show was Josh staring at his son as his son was playing the thing. That was the entire show for me. This happens over and over again, as especially more and more parents are being being like, oh, no, I, I can go out and play music. You know, I, I don't have to pick I'm a parent or I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be both. Now, what is that like? I know you've brought your, your kids to a couple things. A couple yeah. things are, you know, not necessarily age appropriate for 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 children you know it's not it's not the area which i grew up in where my mom had me in a bar at four. Um, oh my <laughs> you know, no it's true it's true yeah. It, yeah she couldn't find a babysitter she had to work you know yeah um but what you know so what is that like you know when you're actually bringing that curtain back especially having younger ones you know i i do it on an older level but having the younger ones that's super, super impressionable. So how, how has that been? And you practice like at your house, you know, they call like Mike, uncle Mike, you know, they, do. they love Mike Nesisco. Um, yeah. And, um, Barth McNeil, uh, is quite the apple of my youngest eye. Um, like, Oh, he's handsome. And I was like, oh, shoot. okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I do think that there is an opportunity to, um, have kids kind of enjoy and be exposed to things. I loved playing at Ten Sel- or I was, I'm seeing it Ten Selden over a year ago, and there's Continuum and a couple other like metal bands, and they brought their kids and they were in costume, and I was like, yes, like you're gonna go scream about Satan on stage, and then we're gonna talk about barbecue recipes and the baseball game today. Like it was just magical. I loved it. Right. Um, I've brought my kids to open mics because I'd rather pay a cover for three people then um, pay for a sitter if I can. Um, right. And um, um, my son fell in love with um, Caitlin Sheridan. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so cute. It makes sense. And, and you teach them manners when you go. Like, okay, right. when you're finished, you bring your cups back up to the bar um, and, you know, pushing your chair. And so it's just kind of an opportunity that way that you're exposing them to things that they may not appreciate now, but they, they will later. Best Video is a great space for that. Um, Ten Selden, I've enjoyed having kids at state house worked often um depending on the show um but yeah it's i do think that kind of allowing families um to be participating i do host often practices at my house in fact i invested in a nice drum kit because it was easier and cheaper to do that long term than to keep paying right. for sitters yep. um so that's been um a really helpful thing i think um 
oftentimes people don't realize that when you have a mom in the band one, you've got a minivan or an SUV right there, which is fantastic. Like you want all your stuff carried to the gig, SUV on hand. Also, we have snacks. Like it's you want to come to practice, there's always great snacks at my house. They want some like mango avocado bars. Like I got you. <laughs> and moms are organized. Like I can't market us enough for like being great parts of a band. Like you want to have something crafted or done or arranged or a button maker. We have all of that and a bedazzler. Like we are the ultimate band member. Like always look for a mom to be in your band. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about it is, is I fully agree with everything you're saying because I've 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 been to your house. Like I remember after the 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 um the show with Grace, mm -hmm. you know, we went back to Grace's house and there was mm -hmm. like a full full accoutrement out there. You know, there was a cheese wheel mm -hmm. and you know, I was like, this is there was amazing. A wheel? The, it, it, well, oh. it was a board. It was a charcuterie board. I just couldn't say charcuterie at the time, so I said cheese wheel, all right. I mean I mean don't down yourself. I, I was impressed. I mean, cheese wheel. I didn't mean to break the energy. I, I, I was <laughs> no, impressed. Right. The whole, I, I wanted to hear the rest of the food. I mean, go ahead. I'm down with it. Yeah. Nuts and dried fruit. It was yeah. quite the spread. It That's was awesome. Great. You know, food. it was. Yeah. And, you know, usually we will play a show and maybe we have, we go back and we get some gas station food that's really bad for you, you know, or we're, we're, we're in Philly and, you know, we got the, the only thing we have to eat is the cookie we got from the front desk, you know, <laughs> you know because, which was delicious. Don't get me wrong. Those cookies are absolutely amazing. And if you have the, the ability to stay at one of those uh, treetop inns, get, get that and get that cookie because it was delicious. But Sans all of that, as you are continuing to grow and continue to push through, what happens when the children get bit by the bug? Are you going to be like, that's great. You can totally be bit by the bug over there. Or are you going to be like the tiger mom? Now you must practice every second of every day from now until eternity. I am already pretty strict that my oldest plays the flute and my youngest plays the clarinet. And we they do practice every day. They have to play their stuff a few times through and I, I do force them. And, it, and we talk about how it's hard. Um, and, but that's also kind of the point of playing an instrument when you're nine, 10, 11 is, is not necessarily to become an excellent flautist. That's such a weird word, flautist. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm a child. Um, okay. Um, that's okay. But, um, but it's to like learn how to keep doing something, even though it's hard. And it was really cute because when I first started trying to play the saxophone for rock lottery, my youngest comes to me and goes, it's okay, mom, you're going to sound bad at first, but you just have to keep trying. And I was like, I love you. Thank you. It was so cute. I was like, you figured it out. So I would love for them to be musically inclined and I keep trying to encourage them, but they are just unimpressed. Like people say, oh, your mom's in a punk band. And they're like, who cares? <laughs> they just could not care less. <laughs> they're not impressed with me. They love me. Right. <laughs> we have a lot in common, but like, they're just like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Whatever. Wait, wait until you get to the, the age where they're, they're out more and stuff like that. And then and people, they start to realize how many people, you know, and then, then it's all of a sudden like, so mom, when'd you get famous? And you're like, kid, I'm not famous like at all. I, I fight with my kids all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm not famous. And then we won the punk, the punk award. And he's like, they're like, they were like, 
what do you mean you're not famous? You you have you're an award winner now. It's like, dude, I'm still the same dad that was here. You know, I'm still gonna rock my shorts to like go to bed and like do what I need to do. I you know, there's nothing that's just changed. We don't all of a sudden get a Lincoln Town car because you know we've done this. It's we have to continue to go out there and fight for it and 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 move forward to it. Mm-hmm. So how are you now nav- gonna be navigating that? Because let me tell you, it is an adventure. I, I just find that so foreign that my kids would even be impressed because they're so unimpressed now. But it's very cool that your kids are recognizing your accomplishment because that was a that's a regional award. That's not just like a leg lamp right. in a Christmas story. Like this is a big deal that you won, and congratulations! It was hard earned and and well done. And it's really nice to see my care bearers like getting their recognition and their their acknowledgments for their hard work. Um, I hope that my kids will be so um, consumed with whatever exciting creative things that they're doing that they won't even notice me um, or what I've done because um, my youngest is definitely the CEO of the house. Um, And so like, you know, whatever happens is like, it's their, it's their show. (laughs) And my my son, who's now 11, you know, he, uh, he's the normal one. And he's just like, whatever guys he's like so so over so when is your youngest going to start booking going to start booking you oh my gosh they're already booking the house they're booking themselves for their own art shows i think you can see some of their like which is very well done very well done i like the color play it's it's a whole whole thing there's there's these cat paintings all over from that one (laughs) but they're booking their own art shows so stay tuned for for kaz done and nice. their burgeoning painting career. Nice, nice. <laughs> maybe one day go. a rock clarinetist. I don't know. Maybe a, a rock clarinetist, um, or I mean, who knows? You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe a live painter during a rock lottery performance. Maybe that'll yes. be their instrument. Live streamed on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. What's Sarah done on behind the brand? Go ahead, easy. No, it's 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 super interesting when you see things like that. But I wanted to actually get back to the point you were you were going to make. Do you do you uh you remember that boss? What I was gonna make? Yeah, okay. you were you were gonna make a point and then I and then I jumped through it. Um, but I want I want to hear your your questions. Okay, let me just say something. Um, wow, let me say something again. Okay, now I remember what the hell I was gonna say. All right, Sarah. Um, throughout all the songs and all your art pieces, just throughout your whole journey in music, um, what track or what thing that surprised you the most with the audience or someone reacting uh, to your material that you thought was mediocre, that just got outstanding, great. A reaction that you did not see coming your way yeah i get um a lot of reaction for my song whiskey summer nights um which is about being freshly single in your early 30s after being married and like not knowing how to date or have pickups or ask someone to leave <laughs> like, oh man all right it's like 11 o'clock i need to go to bed <laughs> um and so and like not knowing how to be emotionally available um and so people give me a lot of like really positive feedback and they say oh it sounds like something the writer Lynn would sing and all these things and I'm just like that's not what it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really I, I find that to be a 
it's just like a weird song, but I'm really glad everybody like likes it. Maybe a lot of people relate to that, not knowing how to how to be a person in public, much less like have a relationship. Right. So, oh man. Yeah. That's <laughs> people really don't understand, you know, when everything does switch and and you know, do have to go through these different aspects of it, and there are these different mm. points of view. You know, um, Uncle Frank Zappa said it the best: "All original music's already been done by people with powdered wigs, so just do you and do it to the best of your ability." You know, I talk mm. about Kevin Smith saying it all the time: "There's only like seven particular stories in the entire world, mm. um, and it's the only thing that makes them original is your point of view um, and how you're going going through that." And you have been able to be as open and honest with your journey through your songs as you can, that it is super inspiring, you know, because as per someone who likes to not be open and honest, period, um, <laughs> I'm not, you know, it, it was always something that was like right there. But when I noticed tapping into that vulnerability, um, you actually wound up being able to get through so much more. Um, so are you going to continue down that path of, of dealing with the vulnerable writing or, or are you going now just to like the Taylor Swift aspect of it, of I'm just going to do so a couple, couple songs, three chords and, uh, and a whole lot of fa la la and everything is good. You know, Taylor's my girl. <laughs> I'm a middle-aged white woman in the suburbs. Like I I'm obligated, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I do think that um you know I have I have my shtick of kind of emo stick and I I definitely want to um start to bring other people in I've been talking with someone about some banjo playing and you know having some other different sounds and sound like songwriting with people I've um recently wrote a song with uh Gary Aronson and I've covered Zach Anderson and um so I think, you know, I, I would really like to kind of work more collaboratively going forward. But at the same time, I have aspirations, but then the, there's what I'm actually able to do in the content of my life as a person who works full time and keeps right. two children alive, um, <laughs> which is a lot of work. And um, and I think, you know, just that that kind of quiet, vulnerable, personal time to write what I'm thinking and feeling is the most <clears throat> accessible to a large extent. And so I may not be able to do everything I imagine or dream, but I think there's a lot to be said for doing something and always having that kind of forward motion and always making to never get out of the habit of practicing creativity and sitting down to just do something, even if you never look at it again. No, definitely. And and speaking of that, that's when the producer starts to pull out the curtain on us and tell us it is about that time uh, to quote the great and powerful Lizzo. Um, I just wanted to uh, give this time for you to tell people how they can connect with you, um, how they can, you know, invest in what you're doing and how they can help support you uh, in your new growth and, you know, uh, celebrate the new record. Um, and also just one thing that you're grateful for. Oh, um, I am extremely grateful for um, living in a community where we are um, on the day to day safe and working together to make things better and acknowledging our growth opportunities for racial justice and gender equality and for health and human rights for um, for all people in uh, the Newton County area. I just really appreciate that there are a lot of people working to find ways to plug everybody in for safety and health. And so um, that's something I'm grateful for. That was so corny. That just came out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. That well, was here. wonderful. Okay. Here we are. That was wonderful. <laughs> 
Oh gosh. That was um, so pageanty. That was so pageanty. I just, I just love that. I'm like pageants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just up. But um, I um, so you can always find me on Sarah Dunn Music on Facebook, Instagram, and um, I'm on Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Music, sarahdunnmusic.com. There's a couple other Sarah Dunn's out there and they are wonderful. So support them too, but Sarah Dunn Music is me. Um, if you're like, wow, this is a really great country song, that's the other one. So <laughs> I have a very common name, which is a good and bad thing. Uh, and um, that's how you can always find me. And I always love it when people reach out and say hi. So never um, anybody hesitate to send a message through Facebook or Instagram. I love um, hearing from people and connecting and talking about doing shows together and ideas for music and just listening to each other. Awesome. Oh, and my album is called Too Much and it's out December 16th, which will probably be before this comes out, but you should, you should uh, listen to that and then give me millions of dollars. Millions. Millions of dollars. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, Sarah, thank you for a great conversation. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. This has been behind the brand. We appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye, EZ. Bye, Preston. Thank you so much. Don't you know?